Welcome to Living Heritage, a show about people who are engaged in the heritage and culture sector, all those who keep heritage alive at the community level. This is the final episode of a special series about the Backloo Trail region of Newfoundland and Labrador. Join us as we explore the hidden gems of the Backloo Trail, from stories of phantom ship sightings to local art and history. I'm your host, Natalie Dignam. In this episode, I'm taking listeners behind the scenes of this project to talk about how I created this podcast series from home. I'm going to talk about interviewing techniques, equipment, and how to set up your own podcast online. Initially, the Hidden Gems of the Backloo Trail series was going to include on-site interviews. I would have traveled along the Backloo Trail to interview participants and capture video footage and photographs, but the COVID-19 pandemic ruled out that possibility of in-person field work pretty quickly. Without field work, I also had to reimagine what my podcast would sound like. Before you start recording your own podcasts, listen to a bunch of different types of podcasts. Do you want your podcast to be an interview-based show like the Living Heritage Podcast? Or do you want your episodes to include casual conversations that are largely unscripted? Some podcasts, like some of my favorite history shows, are just one person reading a script. Hey, that's what this episode is. Anyway, radio shows or podcasts that piece together multiple interviews, music, and sounds to convey a story require much more editing to create an episode. For this series, I landed on a basic interview structure that required minimal editing. I decided to complete my interviews virtually through phone calls and over Zoom. Even if I was sitting in my bedroom, or more often, a closet, to try to get the best sound quality, I knew I could still make these interviews engaging by relying on good interviewing techniques. So what do you need to complete a good interview? First off, research your subject. This might not be as necessary if you are interviewing a family member you know well about their life. In all other cases, try to learn as much about your interviewee and their career as you can. Often, I think up an idea for a podcast episode and think I know the story I want to tell. Then I learn new information about my interviewee and the story changes. For example, I interviewed musician Andy Irvine on episode 125 of the Living Heritage podcast. In 2018, Irvine was performing at the Newfoundland and Labrador Folk Music Festival. I assumed the story would be about his career as a folk musician. But as I watched a video interview of Irvine at a music festival, where he told a reporter that he didn't consider himself a folk musician, but simply a musician who draws from musical traditions from all over the world, in the interview, I asked Irvine how he would describe himself as a musician and how his travels inspired his music. That episode turned out to be more about Irvine's identity as a global musician and traveler than as a champion of Irish folk music. My second tip is to find a quiet location to make your interviewee feel comfortable. What I learned from doing virtual interviews was that my interviewees were more often much more comfortable because they were in their own space in their homes, but I had a lot less control over that space. I called a good friend who works in public radio and podcasting and complained about creaky chairs and phones ringing during my interviews. Her suggestion was to be more assertive and clear about what kind of space your interviewees should sit in for the interview. When you're in person, you can ask to move to a quiet room where you won't be interrupted. If you're doing an interview over a computer or phone, give your interviewees suggestions. Bedrooms are generally very quiet, and rugs and blankets can lessen echo. Also, if you're interviewing over a laptop, try putting a towel or blanket underneath your computer to lessen the sound of echo off the hard surface of a table or desk. And for making interviews more comfortable, body language is very important. Sit down and angle your chair towards your subject, listen to what they are saying instead of thinking about your next question, and don't be afraid of silence. 
giving your interviewee time to think or complete their thoughts makes for a better interview, and you can always edit out awkward silences in your recording. When it's virtual, I actually found it uh, really tough to do phone interviews because I couldn't make eye contact or see my interviewees. Um, So I ended up relying a lot more on video interviews like Zoom because it was much easier to read body language over video interviews. Lastly, I usually make a list of subjects that I'm interested in talking about. I don't make a list of specific questions because it makes the conversation sound stilted. Instead, I try to touch on the subjects I brainstormed and also listen really well to what my interview is saying so I can follow up with different questions. For me, this is the hardest part of interviewing because I need to focus on listening while also keeping relevant questions in the back of my mind. I've become a bit better at this with a lot of practice, uh, so the conversation flows a lot more smoothly and naturally. I also want to talk about what kinds of equipment you will need. Many researchers and reporters have much more sophisticated equipment than myself, but for the beginning podcaster, a laptop and USB microphone is all you need. Initially, I had hoped to record this series using the studio at CHMR 93.5 FM at Memorial University and a mic and digital recorder from when I was in the field. However, uh, the university's campus uh, was closed to the pandemic, so I couldn't access the studio or all that equipment I wanted to use. Working in the studio is awesome because the room and equipment are built to make your recording sound the best it can be. So it's quiet, it's lined with uh, rugs on the walls sometimes, um, to, there's no echo, you have like complete control of the sound. Um, so if you're in the St. John's area, you can record and air your own show at CHMR for a small fee because they're a community radio station. So I definitely recommend checking that out if that is uh, an option for you. Learning how to use a soundboard, mics, and recording equipment was really fun. Um, The only drawback of the studio is that all that equipment can be a bit nerve-wracking for guests who have never been in a recording studio before. So you definitely have to put in a bit more effort to make sure that your guests are at ease. For recording in the field, there are a lot of choices of mics and reasonably priced digital recorders. Many reporters use omnidirectional mics because they are very versatile. These mics are good at picking up voices as well as ambient sound like a nearby stream, the sound of ocean waves, or other sounds to give your recording a sense of place. There are also many mics that plug directly into smartphones that are easy to use, and these are becoming much more popular with reporters because they can save all of their digital recordings right to their smartphone. For this series, I recorded calls on my phone, or I recorded Zoom videos and used a USB microphone that plugged directly into my laptop. I edited all my interviews on Audacity, which is a free audio editing software. I also found some pretty hilarious ways to record my episodes to get better sound quality. You might not notice these noises in your everyday life, but running water, the humming of your fridge, and the echo of sounds off of hard surfaces like tabletops and desks can all ruin your recording. Bathrooms are the worst of all because hard tiles and the running water will both sound much louder than you anticipate. So what is the home podcaster to do? Small spaces with soft surfaces and no household appliances are best. At the start of the pandemic, I was watching a video of Ira Glass recording an episode of This American Life in a closet in his home. Uh, One thing I found funny was that he wasn't wearing shoes. Um, So he was really trying to have no echo, be surrounded by like soft materials to uh, to record to get the best sound quality. So I thought I'll try that out. It didn't really work because my closet isn't big enough. Um, My friend also suggested that I make a blanket fort 
and record, uh, which was way too stuffy. I could not breathe and record at the same time. Um, I also record while sitting inside a cardboard box, which actually worked out really well, and I had great sound quality inside the box. As I said before, you can simply put a towel underneath your computer and record at a desk, and uh, that will produce a bit more, bit better sound quality. So the last thing I want to talk about in this episode is how to share your podcast with the world. Uh, There are a few different sites you can sign up for that are free. Anchor and Podbean are two. Um, They're easy to use platforms. So if you want your podcast to show up on streaming services like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play, both these platforms um, have instructions of how to submit your podcast to these outlets so that people can find it in all different um, uh, streaming services. On all my podcast creations, I like to pick theme music and have a simple intro text that I read every time, as well as an extra text to sign off. I love using local music with permission or finding free music that has the Creative Commons copyright online. Make sure you are using music that has a Creative Commons copyright or you have permission to use that music on your podcast, so you can't just take your favorite song and make it your podcast intro, even though that would be very nice. So that is a quick recap about how you can create your own podcast from home. Uh, I hope you found this helpful and you've enjoyed listening to the Living Heritage podcast. I'd like to thank the Harris Center at Memorial University, CHMR 93.5 FM, and Heritage NL for making the production of Hidden Gems of the Backload Trail series possible. Thank you. And I'm Natalie Dignam. You've been listening to the Living Heritage Podcast, a co-production of Heritage NL and CHMR Radio at Memorial University. You can find previous episodes on iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. We're on Twitter at HFNLCA. Do you have a question or a suggestion about an aspect of culture and heritage you want us to explore? Send us your mail and we'll do our best to answer it in an upcoming show. Email us at livingheritagepodcast at gmail.com. Our theme music is by Lache Swing. Thanks for listening.